Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Thank you, Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels. An absolutely boneheaded decision by the Raiders head coach and the Steelers come out victorious 23 to 18 on Sunday night football. Welcome in to the live Believe in Steelers postgame show. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, breaking down the Steelers week three wins Sunday night football back to back wins in prime time for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Levi Wallace's interception late put it away for the Steelers and they take care of business in a game that shouldn't have been close down the stretch, but it was thanks to the referees. We'll get into all of this here. Before we get too far into it, today's episode of the Believe in Steelers show brought to you by betonline.ag. They'll take care of all of your NFL gambling needs this season, spreads, over-unders, player props. Head to betonline.ag today. Use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Again, Steelers winners tonight, Levi Wallace getting a nice redemption game tonight too with the interception, puts it away late for the Steelers. He had two interceptions tonight. I thought he responded well after a rough two weeks in the opener and then in the Monday night game, giving up the long run against the Browns. And then last week's game, Amari Cooper, I thought got the better uh, half of Levi Wallace, but I thought he was a lot better tonight, but the Steelers, like, honestly, the moment that Josh McDaniels opted to kick the field goal instead of try to go for the touchdown, I knew the game was over. And it felt that way watching the broadcast. I thought you could tell from Mike Tomlin's facial expression, but it's clear that the Raiders felt that with the two-minute warning and all three of their timeouts that they didn't respect Kenny Pickett in this offense enough to even get a first down. And Kenny Pickett was able to do that, you know, Matt Cannon has gotten plenty of criticism and deservedly so, but the play that they had to Allen Robinson on a little bit of a bootleg action, a quick flat route to Allen Robinson throwing right into the blitz. That's how you want to defeat an opposing defense is running right into the blitz. How about targeting Pat Fryermuth tonight too? You see what happens when the Steelers throw to the ball to their tight end. More often than not, he wins combat catches. He very nearly did that. Uh, on the Steelers' second-to-last drive, uh, which was a three-and-out. They didn't get enough time off the clock, which gave the Raiders an opportunity. Let me say this, too, with the penalties. The penalty by Minka Fitzpatrick, the roughing the passer penalty, what was the referee looking at there? Considering, if you're going to call that a penalty where and you looked at the replay, he dipped his head a little bit, but he leads with his shoulder, why are we not calling the same penalties illegal hands to the face to Kenny Pickett? That's a huge, like, if I'm the Steelers and I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm asking the league straight up on multiple instances. You're calling it for Jimmy G to keep the Raiders in the game late. The game's in Vegas, all the spread, the odds makers, all of that. I get it. To keep the Raiders in the game, 
Yet the same thing happens to our quarterback and we get a no call. Kenny Pickett's first multi-touchdown game in a regular season game. It's amazing that that hasn't happened, but the Steelers first time they've had a multi-touchdown game from a quarterback since Big Ben Roethlisberger in 2021. That's how bad this offense has been, but uh, a lot better tonight, a lot better tonight. Like, I think this is something you can build upon in the coming weeks. Max Crosby, I thought, gave the Steelers offense some headaches as well. Regardless of where they lined him up, he was moving around and giving both Chooks and Dan more fits off the edge. But Kenny Pickett moving around, using his legs, and it's not that he needs to be Justin Fields, or maybe that's a bad example, but Lamar Jackson. But he does have some ability to run the ball. I thought Kenny Pickett was a lot more decisive tonight in his decision-making, in his throws, and he's going to be quicker with things. And if it's not there, I'm going to use my legs to pick things up. And I thought there were times he was running for his life too because the protection wasn't quite there. But credit the Steelers for being able to put this game away late and to say, hey, if the Raiders are going to kick the field goal and then try to go three and out against our offense, we at least have enough offensive – Ability to get the first down. We're not so inept that we're just going to go three and out. And the call Canada had to get the ball and complete the ball to Allen Robinson, a veteran receiver, it was the perfect call and it was great execution. Are things perfect with the Steelers offense? No. But it was the right call and the right execution. Uh, a lot of people checking in. Um, thank you for taking the time to watch. Uh, Corey Week saying, what a Steelers type finish. Once again, close the game. Once again, close the game with defense. Yeah, just once I'd like to see the Steelers hold on to a two-score lead. I like to see that they had a two-score lead tonight. But for once, I'd like to say, like, can we just watch in peace? And we almost had that tonight. I thought we should have had that tonight. But I blame the referees more than anything, more so than anything the Steelers did. Another guy who deserves praise for the Steelers, uh, Presley Harvin III at the very end. That punt was huge. I thought the Steelers had the opportunity to recover the punt. Uh, the punt, the Raiders return man fumbled. You got to hustle to the ball and play to the echo of the whistle. And that's a great teaching moment for the Steelers because I thought they should have recovered that uh, punt fumble at the very end of the game and the Raiders not able to take advantage because they would have had to go the full length of the field to still, by the way, score a touchdown. Like I can't hammer home the point harder of Josh McDaniels ineptitude in the moment to kick the field goal there. Like I understand the Steelers offense has been lousy and that you were confident in your defense to get a three and out, but you still have to go and score a touchdown to try to win the game. You're still down five. Like I don't understand his decision there. Another guy who deserves praise on the Steelers, Chris Boswell. It's a redemption season. He had his lowest field goal percentage last year dealing with a groin injury uh, since the 2018 season, a year where he also had injuries. I thought he was a lot better tonight. And Chris Boswell, redemption season, you know, really inside like 55 yards. He's money. Three for three tonight. Uh, he made a 57-yard field goal as well. 11 points on the board. So, He's been extremely reliable as the Steelers kicker traditionally when he hasn't been injured, and I thought that was on full display tonight. Chris Boswell, when he's reliable, that's a very good safety blanket, especially when your offense is struggling and points are a premium. Speaking of which, too, I thought George Pickens' penalty in the first half that cost the Steelers points, possibly a touchdown in a red zone situation, you got to shore that up. That's a maturity thing. I know everyone was laughing on Twitter of his – 
attempted crackback block or whatever the heck it was. But you have to be more disciplined there. And I, I love George Pickens' effort. Clearly, you need to get him the ball in space. He's a playmaker for the Steelers, but you have to have that maturity too. Calvin Austin, the third, drawing pass interference penalties. He had the long touchdown catch in the first half. I think he's getting more and more comfortable. He had a nice return as well. He came to play. He came to play, and I think he's going to get more and more comfortable in this role, and he's going to grow. And there's some, I don't know if confidence is the right word, but he's getting these game reps while Deontay Johnson is out with a hamstring injury. And as he gets more and more game experience, I think he's just going to get better and better. I really do, and he's got speed. If you can get him the ball in space, to me, it's clear he's the Steelers' return man from here on out. I know Gunnar Oshesky was out tonight with the concussion. I don't want to see Gunnar Oshesky on the active roster. That's just my two cents worth. I think he's had his opportunities time and time and time again, and he hasn't made the most of those opportunities. Steelers actually had decent return game tonight with Calvin Austin III back there. That's who I want to see for the remainder of the season until he proves he can't do the job. That's what I want to see. Um Lifelong fan says finally some offensive consistency. Yeah, aren't we all waiting for that uh, from the Steelers tonight? Corey also saying the play action worked really well tonight. And this was something Ike and I talked about coming into this game. We said target Pat Fryermuth. That was something I wanted to see. And he scores a touchdown tonight. Good things happen when you throw him the football. He wins one-on-ones and wins combat catches. But the Steelers came into this game with the lowest play action rate in the entire league. And that Pat Fryermuth touchdown pass believe it or not, was a play-action pass. It was a play-action pass. So being able to use Kenny Pickett under center and throw the football and utilize your tight ends, and then in the shotgun to say, hey, can we run the ball too? And I thought that the Steelers actually showed something from the offense. Um, Lifelong fan says, I don't like Gunner. I think you're with a lot of Steelers fans there. Um, Thank you for checking in. A lot of people checking in. Uh, someone saying he's got the under tonight. Thank you to everyone checking in. 64 people watching in the chat. Holy cow. But the Steelers winners tonight, um, TJ Watt off the edge. I mean, that's almost expected where it's like the grass is green. The sky is blue and TJ Watt's going to wreak havoc off the edge and, uh, two sacks tonight, both in the first half. I thought he caused problems for the Raiders. I think Joey Porter Jr. is getting more and more comfortable. And I understand that he might have to play out of necessity because, Patrick Peterson gets an interception tonight, but there were times I thought he looked ex- he looked exposed. Levi Wallace I thought was a lot better. And, and look, I know a lot of people might be down about the Steelers secondary, but Devontae Adams is going to make a lot of opposing cornerbacks look bad. There's a reason why he's one of the best receivers in the league. And considering he was really the only consistent weapon for the Raiders tonight, I know Jacobs got going a little bit, but Hunter Renfro wasn't in the game. The Raiders have Austin Hooper. I don't think he got going really much at all either. So credit the Steelers there in terms of like they only allowed 69 yards rushing against Jacobs, who was the NFL's leading rusher a year ago. Uh, this was a this was a solid team effort, and this was you know this was I thought the best Steelers win so far. The Monday night game, I thought the Steelers were lucky to win, and then we know what happened in the opener against the 49ers, but. Steelers are sitting in a good spot because look at the schedule now. You've got Houston next week. You should win against a rookie quarterback going against C.J. Stroud and company. And then you got the Ravens in week five. If you can go into the bye, four and one, three and two, you're sitting in a pretty good spot. 
And the 49ers have looked really good thus far through the season. So, yeah, you get blown out in week one, but you find a way to win in week two. You have what was the most impressive win of the season, and hopefully you build on this. And I did think that the offense looked better. Are things perfect? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But I thought the Steelers actually looked somewhat competent tonight. I thought this was Pickett's best game by far of the season, and I thought he regrouped. A lot of times it's, how do you regroup as a quarterback when the when the chips are down? And then after the first quarter of the season, if the Steelers take care of business against Houston, they'll be sitting at three and one. That's a pretty good spot to be in heading into into the Baltimore game at home in week five. It's a pretty good spot to be in. Uh, Victory Asher checking in saying Kenny had zero interceptions. That's huge. Absolutely. I thought the Steelers actually played complimentary football tonight. What a concept. What a concept. Steelers, no fumbles lost, no interceptions thrown. The Raiders, three interceptions. And the Steelers actually won time of possession tonight too. They had the ball for just a little bit more than 30 minutes. Demond Brown saying the rest were beyond terrible. I totally agree. I'm usually not one of the f- people who says, okay, there's so many plays in a football game, but the roughing the passer penalty against Minka I understand from one angle, it almost looked like almost almost looked like it was helmet to helmet where he dips his head, but he led with the shoulder pad, in my opinion. You call that roughing the passer. The Raiders, to their credit, take advantage. They end up converting the two-point conversion after a pass interference penalty on a play-action pass to the tight end mayor. I thought that was absolutely egregious relative to what happened to Kenny Pickett earlier in the game when there's illegal hands to the face Kenny Pickett gets absolutely annihilated and there's no call. So hopefully Kenny Pickett can continue to stay upright, continue to stay healthy. I want him to stay clean. This offensive line has to protect him. And when the refs aren't calling that yet, they're calling a ticky tack foul late to keep the Raiders in the game. You can't help but wonder if the fix is in like this to me, it was an absolutely egregious call uh, against Fitzpatrick against Minka. And listen, the Raiders took advantage. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. I still go back to this game was won based on Josh McDaniel's decision to kick the field goal instead of to go for a touchdown on fourth down late in the game and say, we're going to try to trust our defense to get a three and out with about two and a half minutes left, three timeouts in the two minute warning. And the Steelers convert a first down. They run down the clock. They then have to punt, and the Raiders would have had to go, what, like 80-plus yards with less than 20 seconds left and no timeouts and have to score a touchdown to win. Field goal does nothing for you there. And so the Steelers can thank Josh McDaniels. That's the title of this video. You could thank Josh McDaniels for what was just a boneheaded decision tonight. Like for what we know with modern analytics in the NFL, the moment that that happened, they had a shot of Tomlin on the other sidelines and his facial expression was like, really, this is really happening. Like at first I'm like, 
are the Raiders going to go for a fake field goal or a fake field goal pass on this play? Because I couldn't believe it. I genuinely could not believe that the Raiders, like when they were further out, I could understand it. There's more time left in the game. But you get into the red zone. It's like, are you even going to get the ball back? While the Raiders got the ball back, there wasn't nearly enough time to do anything. Like if I was a Raiders fan, I'd be so upset because I'd have rather seen what my team could do on fourth down in the red zone to try to score a touchdown and then have to go for the tying two-point conversion than to make the decision that McDaniels did. And I'm not always the biggest analytics guy, but to ask your defense to get a three and out in the modern NFL with how football's played now, even despite the ineptitude of the Steelers offense at time, even they demonstrated the ability to say, hey, we can get a first down. And credit Kenny Pickett, credit Matt Canada, credit Allen Robinson, credit Najee Harrison, Jalen Warren for protecting the ball and not fumbling in those scenarios. Credit the push the offensive line got. I think Najee got like a five or six yard run on his first carry. Like when you win first and second down in the NFL, it opens up your playbook to do so many more things versus have to go second and long, third and long. And that's really the big thing. That's been the frustration with the Steelers offense through the first two weeks. I thought it was better tonight. I thought it was better tonight. Uh, Demond saying Jalen had a crucial block against Crosby and saved Kenny's life. Oh yeah. Amen. Max Crosby off the edge. This was the guy who led the NFL and tackles for a loss a season ago. He's an absolute game wrecker off the edge. And Demond, that's a good eye. I can tell you watch football. The fact that you picked that up about Jalen Warren helping in blitz protection. And that was a criticism of Jalen Warren a week ago against the Browns. There was a play where he had a failed blitz protection. The Steelers went three and out. Kenny Pickett gets sacked. Small plays like that, they don't show up in the box score, but it can go a long way in terms of winning and losing in the NFL particularly, where the margins are super, super thin. Uh, Demond, thanks for checking in. Great point there. Great point there. Uh, let's see. Max says the Steelers need to get away from zone blocking, go back to a more traditional run blocking scheme. Yeah, I think they did that some in the second half of last game. And I want to credit Steelers Depot, uh, Alex Kazora pointing this out in the first two weeks, the Steelers didn't have a single running play where an offensive guard pulled. So say Amalu or Daniels along the offensive line, to free agent pickups. You want to see them demonstrate the ability to get out in space and get to the second and third levels of defense to spur running back. So I did think that the running game was better tonight. And to me, you might only say, okay, what did the Steelers finish with? 105 yards rushing. They won time of possession tonight. That's huge to be able to give your defense a rest. That's absolutely huge. So uh, Mac, thank you for checking in and thank you for watching tonight. Um, Autumn saying, can you believe the Steelers are atop the AFC North? Ravens second place, Browns third place, Bengals fourth. Wow, we play the Texans next week. Let's get that wins. Yeah, got to win the ones you're expected to win. And let me see what the Steelers open as in terms of the spread against the Texans. I would imagine that the Steelers would be favored in week uh, week four against Houston. Um I'm not seeing a line quite yet, but I'd imagine the Steelers will open as favorites. But the Ravens, I'll be honest with you, in overtime, I thought they got absolutely hosed today. More poor refereeing to where Zay Flowers, it was a clear pass interference against him, and the Ravens don't con- convert on a key fourth down. But he Zay Flowers gets held up 
and the Colts get the ball back and the Colts take care of business against the Ravens. Uh, we'll see what happens with Joe Burrow. He's still questionable. Uh, 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 the Bengals have not looked good through two weeks. And then uh, the Browns winning again today, but the Steelers taking care of business against the Browns in week two. So the fact that the Steelers are sitting here, yes, you want to see improvement upon the last two weeks, and particularly what was an embarrassing opening week game against the 49ers. But Steelers were better tonight. They were better tonight. And again, they can thank Josh McDaniels for this victory. It, he essentially gifted the Steelers a win. Uh, he gifted the Steelers a win. Demond saying Texans will not be a cupcake game by any means. They played very well today. Stroud looks legit. CJ Stroud looks very, very legit. And uh, Stroud had in his uh, second game almost 400 yards passing. As a rookie, he had 280 yards passing today against the Jacksonville Jaguars and two touchdowns. He had 384 yards passing and two touchdowns against the Colts, 242 against the Ravens. Like, I, I know that fit in scheme is important, but of the Panthers, Bryce Young, who didn't play today, are they already regretting not drafting C.J. Stroud? And I know that's very, very early, extremely salt, small sample size. But, yeah, you can't look past any team in the NFL, period. I, I don't care who you're going against. You can't just look past them. You can't do that. But – um, yeah, the Texans won today. You can't over, it could be a trap game and you don't know what the talent like Stroud. You really don't. You really don't. Uh, I want to thank all of you for checking in. Ike and I, and, and the Steelers are tied for first place to clarify as well. Just if anyone is watching this after the fact, but the fact that the Steelers can be atop the North is absolutely incredible after today considering what had gone on in advance of this game. But the Steelers winning tonight, and again, week four, they'll have the Houston Texans. On tomorrow's Believe in Steelers, Ike Taylor and I will be back recapping this Sunday night game, sharing our thoughts from week three. There's uh, still Monday night football to, to, to go as well, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow recapping week three and tonight's game. Steelers winners against the Las Vegas Raiders on the road. Thanks for taking the time to watch everyone. Thanks for checking in. My name is Mark Bergen. This has been another live edition of the Believe in Steelers show. Thanks again for watching. Take care, everyone. I'll see you tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.